Hey everybody, it's your girl John A. Thompson, aka John A. the Queen, and I'm rocking with my girl Michelle C on Candy Kisses TV. Make sure that y'all follow, like, subscribe, share, comment, and tap in. It's the Jill of All Trades, Michelle C, aka DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candy Kisses TV, everywhere you need to be. <laughs> and if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy kisses blown away. Candy kisses tea for tomorrow today. Man, slow down all the food on that bitch. That can sound like Teddy Payne. It's your boy Town, baby. Michelle and Candy kisses TV. My girl Michelle C. Don't take your curves and no. aka DJ Make a Move, the Jill of All Trades, and I am back with another banger. First and foremost, you know what we do every single time, right about this time. I got to threaten you just a little bit. I'm going to need for you to subscribe now. I'm going to tell your mama. It's just that simple. It's free 99. $0 rates will be spent. Click, like, comment, subscribe. Act like your mama done taught you something. All right. So now we can get to the business. I am bringing you a lovely lady that I just got a chance to meet. She has been rocking the comedy mics all over the stage. And I heard a little birdie tell me that she got some me, me, me vocals up in that thing. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> Introducing Miss John A. Thompson. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michelle C., a.k.a. DJ Make you move, aka Jill of all trades. I see you do it all too. You know, I'll be trying. I'm gonna do I love little. it. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. I love it. So please let them know how to find you on all social media. Go ahead and get that out the way. You can find me under John A. Thompson, J-O-N-N-N-A-E-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N, or John A the Queen on TikTok, on Instagram. But definitely John A. Thompson will send you somewhere to find me. Let them know you're the queen up in these streets. Let them know. Okay. You, know you know, just a queen of my world. I ain't trying to be, you know, I ain't got to be your queen. You ain't got to bow down. You know, just in my little world, you know. You okay. know. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get right on into it. When did you know you wanted to get into the entertainment industry? Honestly, I knew at a very young age, um, as a child watching TV, um, I would, I remember like being a kid and having a specific thought. Uh, that if I broke the TV and got in there somehow, it would be on TV. Very strange. But, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know how stuff works. But I, I knew I would be in that thing one day. Um, so it was the seed was planted at a very young age. Uh, I started getting into theater and drama classes uh, in high school, continued on in college and stand up. I started while I was a student at California State University, Northridge. 
So it's it's been it's been a few decades. I I would say, you know, uh, just getting on stages, picking up microphones, and entertaining people, whether it was family, friends. Um, and these days, it it has expanded beyond what I could have even imagined. So, and we're just getting started. Now, how did you? Because I know you um that you said you sing as well. Did it start with singing or did it start with comedy? It definitely started with singing. Uh, I am a PK, a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. So naturally we were the choir, uh, me and my siblings and cousins. I didn't come from like a big mega church. It was, you know, missionary Baptist, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe seven to 12 members at okay. a time. But uh, no, uh, the journey <laughs> started there the, from the moment I could talk. Um, yeah, it was like, all right, you're a soprano. And oh, let me you know, that's, I mean, not anymore, you know, from the moment I could talk now, you know, the, the moment puberty started hitting, I think my, I'm, I'm a good alto, I would say these days. Okay. Now, how would you, what would you describe your sound like, um, like as far as music, uh, type, like not to compare you to someone, but what would you feel like your, you know, your mode yeah. Definitely. Uh, most of my influences uh, come from gospel, soul, funk, hip hop. Um, so a clear influence for me is Miss Erica Badu, uh, okay. Lauren Hill. Uh, you know, I'm a school of Jill. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a child of the neo soul for sure. Um, but okay. I definitely have a lot of respect and revere for our classics, our, our greats, everyone from Chaka Khan to... Um, I, I like I like Sarah Vaughn, Nina Simone. I like the more, you know, I like, I, I'm definitely a fan of the voices that have a little, you know, it's like, okay, they, they didn't been through something in their life. Okay. Um, like little, yeah. What about uh, Rochelle for real? Oh, amazing. Okay. Her voice is insane. Yeah, absolutely. There's a shout out to the singer, uh, Tony Scruggs. Tony Scruggs, as I would say, is like the closest I have humanly, you know, possibly have like, uh, have met that has that sort of range and just fun with their voice on stage, you know, where it's just like, they're going on a journey, you know, they don't play it safe. Um, it's a very present, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's like okay, you can't practice, you can't re emulate right. things that, you know, are done on that stage. And then to be able to play an instrument and do all that, it's like, okay, that's a person who, knows music <laughs> you know you know who else is dope to me too um that actually woke me because i'm a, I'm a singer and writer as well okay. but i was literally asleep in my bed and i heard this high note and like you know i'm having my back turned and i was like whoever that is she is blowing i turned around looked up why it was tone oh see yes. i said wait a minute <laughs> You know, Tone, shout out to Tone. Uh, Tone is from my uh, hometown, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually got a chance to work together. Uh, my dad has a 24-hour gospel radio station. And Tone, back in the day, he had a, a show on there as well. And I was the show right before his. So uh, very familiar with that awesome one Did day. Y'all ABC. Huh? Did y'all do any music together? No music together. This was... um. He would, you know, he he has an ear for music, too. He has a record label, uh, too. So his show, he played, like, a lot of gospel, hip-hop, just, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and me, I, similar thing of that younger generation was like, all right, we love Shirley Caesar. We love Fred Hammond. But, you know, 
That's yeah. going to get sound. Well, you know, we could, you know, we honey. It's a little bump, bump, bump in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, when did you know that comedy was going to enter your, um, into your life? Like, how did you get into the comedy lane? Well, hmm. There were hints of it before. I would say growing up, I was definitely the class clown. Even going back, looking at my yearbook, it's like 50 to 75% of the comments mentioned like, can't wait to come to your comedy show. You know, you're hilarious. All these things were at that time, I didn't even think like, okay, I'll be a stand-up comedian one day. Like I was definitely a fan. I was sneaking watch, Def Comedy Jam, mm-hmm. Comic View, all of that. But when I would see these comedians doing their like hour specials or even a 10 minute set, I saw it as something I would never really be able to do. I'm like, I might be funny, but I, I don't think I could just be funny for 10 minutes straight, you know, right. even five, but that just sounds like a long time to have an audience that much control of laughter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the first time I physically got on the stage, picked up a mic to do stand up comedy, it was my, uh, maybe my fourth year at Cal State University, Northridge. There was a, uh, a college comedy competition that Jimmy Kimmel was doing nationwide and the uh, Southern California audition space just happened to be on my campus. So I had been seeing the flyers for this uh, and it did. I, I, when I saw it, I'm like, I, I want to try out for that. You know, I would see it in all the common areas, the gym, right. the they made sure it was somewhere you always could see it. Right. Um, so I'd seen it maybe at least four times Um but the day of, I was like, I'm like, well, I didn't prepare for this thing. You know, it seemed like a cute idea, but there's no way I'm doing it. Um, but I was stopped twice that day by the representatives. Um, the first time I was just walking off the tram and there was a lady like kind of flagging down students. It's like, hey, anybody do comedy? You've got the, you know, uh, pumping it up. I kind of just walked past, but, you know, I, I noted. it. And then mm-hmm. after I'd done my classes for the day, I'm heading out with a group of girlfriends and uh, we're stopped again and this lady's like are any of you ladies funny you know like there's no girl signed up we really want some some female representation and like mm-hmm. out of that group all of my friends are pointing like her she you know she's right <laughs> toward so I'm like all right now now I'm like okay I feel like I gotta do it for the culture mm-hmm. like there's no no girl anytime you tell me there's you know, like somebody not represented and it's something I could possibly represent, even if it's just right. a bitch, I'm going to try. So this was on a whim. And I ended up coming back that evening and I was the runner up. And uh, the host of that, he, uh, Vargas Mason, uh, mm-hmm. he was on Last Comic Standing, but he also produces a lot of comedy shows here in Los Angeles. He saw me and basically was like, you know, you have, you got something I would love to do some shows with you. Um, from there, I just kind of kept going. You mean to tell me like you didn't even have a set? You just walked up there and was like, yeah, all right, all right. I didn't have a set. I um, <laughs> I like that day I went, I'm like thinking for three minutes, like what could I talk about? I had like two ideas, but okay. I didn't have a set. Mm-mm. I just okay. went up there with those two ideas. And then the third one came up, you know, just from the energy of, you know, I'm like, well, shoot, if I'm, you know. Right. And, um, that next time I performed, actually, there was a, a space in time for me meeting Vargas Mason to him actually booking me. It was maybe about six to eight months. I kind of forgotten about it. 
mm-hmm. wasn't really, you know, I, I didn't get the bug that night. I wasn't like, when's the next show? You know, yeah. like, okay. That, you know, I was a theater major at the time. I'm like, maybe it's something I could use later that right. stand up experience. But um, it wasn't until Vargas reached out with a booking request <laughs> for the comedy store that I actually sat down and started watching and studying uh, stand-up. And that's when I realized like, oh, they're writing. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a process here. They're not just freestyling. I mean, maybe there are moments of that, but right. this is, you know, something that's, that, yeah. That's kind of how I learned. Like, I mean, I'm not a, I've ha- I've, I have a lot of comedic friends and mm-hmm. I've been behind the scenes and, you know, in the comedy world, because my first profession is a life, licensed professional makeup artist. So I'm either back there doing makeup for somebody that's in the comedy mm-hmm. store. So that's kind of how I got in the lane. And I was just like, oh, this is, you know, cool or whatever. And as I start being back there, I'm like, oh, they're not just people that are funny. They're writers. They're actors. Yeah. They're, yeah. Okay, I think I want to try this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm baby steps, but I think I'm going to do a little rise down eventually. <laughs> oh yeah, you on your way. You on your way. You, you got the personality for it. And that's, uh, to me, one of the biggest things is you've got to be likable. You've got to be able to connect with people. Like do, the things you're doing through a, a consistent podcast, like those mm-hmm. tools come in handy on stage. Like the writing, definitely that's, that's a piece of it. But there is this piece of where you got to be able to connect with anybody, any yeah. walk of life. Um, and the, just share who you are and your story. So, yeah, but I, my that. question I always ask people, like, how do you get over that nerve? Like, because it's different when, <laughs> like, for example, if you're doing a movie, they're handing you the script, you memorize it, you do it, point yeah. blank, period. But if you're up there and it's you, because it's like, okay, I'm telling you bits and pieces of my life, what's going on with me, and I don't know, let's just say it doesn't go over right with the crowd or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you keep from like getting offended? It's like, Nigga, you my story. Like y'all need to, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's two things. Number one is the more you do it, the more you realize that that's just that's an inevitable piece of it. There may be a time where the set that I do um, here in LA may get a totally different response than it would uh, middle of America. You know, yeah. or even here in LA, uh, there's different demographics different cities so like I can tell like the same jokes that I you know they're in my set like there are certain nights where it's just it's like they're not quite following you know <laughs> um you you take it as a a way to challenge yourself to pivot to something that they will follow quicker so that's one thing that's like if if, if it is silence because it does happen it's been 13 years I've been doing this and I still get that mixed reaction but one thing I do um if, if, if that last joke I didn't work, it, it just nine times out of 10, that next one will, you know? Yeah. So you just, you make sure that you have enough material to get in and out of, in and out of it so that you're not stuck. Like, well, okay, I came in here with this idea for this seven minute set, this 10 minute set, whatever, how long it is. Um, they write it out mm-hmm. and there just may be like, this is just not the material for this crowd, but you right. and your heart know that like, okay, well, I know I have a, at least an additional 10 minutes, 15, whatever that I could pull from to make yeah. it, you know? Um, but the other pieces, I like to watch a lot of shows too. Um, even ones on TV, you know, yeah. uh, or Netflix specials where 
you see that it happens to every comedian. It may be something that I might find funny and the audience is not laughing at all. I'm like, they missed right, that. Right. Or something that the audience is laughing at and I missed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you learn just like the four agreements. <laughs> like, like, just don't take it personal. Um, yeah. As artists, you know, even with the, the podcast, the makeup, like everything you do, the DJing, um, there's going to be those moments where you just have to release it, you know, where it's, you know, I created it and it's out there. It's not something I'm going to dwell on. It, it becomes, it's hard. It's easier said than done, but mm. you learn to just, you know, like where it's the progress yeah. over perfection. I, I look like if I get up there, cause I'm like, I haven't got to the, like I've done comedy before, but not like to the stage level where they're expecting comedy. It's kind of like mm-hmm. they laugh because I was just being stupid. But <laughs> I'm like, if it gets to the point where I feel like I'm gonna get stuck, I'm like, when in doubt, twerk it out. You know, everybody like ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, <laughs> so you, know, you, have, you have your other things, you know, that you know you can, you know, get into. But talk about what you know. That's the mm-hmm. biggest piece of advice that I got. Uh, shout out to Arvin Mitchell. He is a comedian. Um, who won Bill Bellamy's? I believe it was Who's Got Jokes is a competition. Mm-hmm. But the comedian I called before I did that contest in mm-hmm. college. I wasn't a comedian. I just happened to have met him right, somewhere, right. Um, and basically I hit him up like, "Hey, uh, any advice?" You know, that was what he told me. Talk about what mm-hmm. you know. Nobody can really tell you, you know, that your, you know, that that was funny to you isn't funny, sort of thing. Um, but one thing I, that is a great way, I think, for comedians first starting out, like if you do have that fear, of, like just starting off with a full set, like take on as many hosting opportunities as you can. Like if it's a church, if it's a barbershop, if it's a fashion show, if it's a talent, you know, yeah. however many you can to get you comfortable with trying out that material. Um, yeah. And it's not, you don't have as much pressure as, you know what I mean? Like, right, yeah, make so, me laugh now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, and it also teaches you how to, in real time, just connect with people, connect with audiences, which is just as big as the jokes, in my opinion, right. um, in comedy. So, come on, you better drop them jewels on today. <laughs> <laughs> we are moving on. What if you could play the perfect movie role? What kind of role would it be? Definitely some type of. Uh, I don't know if it would be superhero or supervillain, but definitely, you know, I want to see more, more black women in these roles of like, now we, we really are superheroes. Like that's, that's the thing. We don't need a costume. We don't need a, a cape, but it really is, you know, everything from having supernatural powers, such as being clairvoyant, like your mama know exactly what, you know, when you wasn't doing you know what I mean? There's a certain, you get what I mean? Um, I'm right back up like, I had something in my spirit told me you was going to have a nigga over here, and I just decided to pull back. <laughs> you know, we still got, you know, there's something. There's these things, um, you know, making miracles out of nothing in the kitchen, you know, with with every, you know, there's a certain things where it's like, all right, that's that's some supernatural stuff. So I would say definitely I see some some sort of super like I, I want to wear thigh high boots and okay. a onesie you know like so you know like it's like i might go perform a concert or i might go save the world you don't know if i'm jumping off a building or going to the bet awards like that's the kind of look 
I want to oh. have. Um, <laughs> hero name. Uh, you know, I think it would be. That's a good one. Ooh, let me. I'm gonna say. <laughs> let's go with chocolate gold. You know what I mean? Okay. Chocolate gold, C aka CG, mm. you know? <laughs> or golden chocolate, which you you know, it's one of those two. You know what I mean? But she's chocolate by day, golden by night. Hmm. Or maybe golden by day, chocolate by night. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? But she has these powers. Um, she she can give anybody the sleeper at any minute in time, you know, through her meals. Mm -hmm. I'm alive. Um, you know, I don't have to be violent. I don't have to have pranks like poison people. No. Mm -hmm. Here's a plate of oxtails and rice and gravy. Mm -hmm. Now I can do what I need to do while you're in the sleeper. You know what I mean? Chocolate, right. golden chocolate. Um, Got to add some Kool-Aid to it, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? That's that's the magic punch. That's right. Two cups of sugar per mm -hmm. pitcher, you know? Right. So, you know what I mean? It's just something. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and your theme song is living your life like it's golden, you know? Exactly. And sure. Scott is going to actually sing it. Mm -hmm. And, you know. I mean, are you good? I can. I can. Um, I can. Mm -hmm. I, I think I will actually. I think I will. Okay. I'll okay. And then I'll, and then the baby is going to do. He's going to have like a little, like a, I don't know if you ever seen Kim Possible, but like the naked mole rat type of vibe. So mm -hmm. the baby's going to be my sidekick. It's going to be the baby. He's going to be on my shoulder. Okay. Chains and his beautiful white smile. Um, it's it's going to be you know it's going to be for the culture once Absolutely. again. I'm here for it. I mean that's a movie I'm willing to see. You will you 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 willing to see it? I'm up through there. All right. There it is. <laughs> Coming to theaters near you. Hello. Okay. Now we are going to move on. Since you said the baby, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you, who is your favorite singer and rapper and why? Ooh, that's a good one. My favorite singer vocally is Tweet. Uh, yeah. Come on now. That you know, you don't you understand. Know, Tweet, the Southern Hummingbird, you know, like that voice. Is one for the ages. Um, it's just. What do you know about I'm done? What is it? You know the song I'm Done by Tweet? Think it. I'm done. Oh. Listen. Listen. That whole, listen. I in rotation. Period. For like 20 minutes straight. Made my own lyrics to it. Like, because, mm. you know, the day that I was pissed off about a nigga or some shit. I'm like, bitch, I'm done too. Let's get listen. these lyrics. <laughs> I'm adding that to the playlist. Listen, it's one of them. It's a okay. You like neo soul? It's a vibe. Like, it's not necessarily neo soul, but it's just so. It's the it's bare minimum of like music, and you just really get to hear her voice. Yes, she's so like fuck you, nigga. I'm oh. done. <laughs> yes, she got a. Her voice is just so crisp and just rich. You know her tone. I got a chance to meet. She's oh, she's awesome. Down to earth. There, I got mm -hmm. uh, me too. Oh, look, we got that in common. Mm -hmm. I got to meet her too here. Uh, she came to this vegan uh, street fair. Okay. Working at, and I got a chance to show her around. Show oh. her that was good. And I'm like, this is where you get your burgers. This is where you get. But she was a sweetheart for real. Yeah. You right? Oh, tweet. We love tweet. Yes. So okay, your rapper. Now my rapper, Snoop Dogg. I love me some Snoop. 
Okay. Um, I think he's so chill, laid back, uh, but he has fun. He goes with the time. Like, I feel like he connects with everybody from, you know, the the, the old school. You, you'll see him doing collabs with Charlie Wilson. Yeah. You'll see him doing, you know, collabs with the latest hip-hop artists, you know, or R&B. Um, he's just super, even beyond the rap. I mean, I just think he, yeah. he he's he's got an amazing formula um, of just being him and that it just works. Who's your, what's your favorite Snoop song? Oof. My favorite Snoop song, this is a, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little cliche, but beautiful. I mean, I think like that was a time, like, because he has so much music that, you know, like, bitches ain't shit. Hoes well, shit. Oh, the- no, that's that shit, but this was the like, <laughs> that was my shit. Like, you a family man. What is you talking about? Put your ass down. But I, you know, but, um, but <laughs> this is how I knew. This how I knew I was gonna like. Cause my I'm in a musical family. My dad's from you know, have musician. My mom plays piano, all that shit. But when I heard that song, I'm like, I know I'm a stupid ass nigga for this. But when that song, when I first heard that song, I was like, oh shit! And I started mixing. I'm like, this is. Too- I man, I hit that replay so much, and I was like, I know he calling us bitches, but this shit go hard though. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, he is. You know, I feel like he's showing some love to his wifey Shantae. I mean. Right. I feel like bitch is his love language, so I'm sure he'd be like, hey, yo, I love you, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, just very, like, what you want for Christmas, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, it's our anniversary, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, and that's that's just his love language. So, and he had Pharrell on it. I mean, it's just a, lives on the beat. You know, um, Doggy Style was the album that, but it was, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the song, because it was, when it first came on, Um, hold on. Oh, Doggy Dog World. When I first- oh yeah, that's one. Yeah, oh yeah, that's one. That was exactly. Mhm. Yeah, he. I'm saying you can tell he's a lover of, of the you know the G Funk era. So oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I love the funk, the funky ones. Mhm. Mhm. Right. So speaking of, what verses did you enjoy the most thus far? Ooh, you know, for me, truly. The Erica Badu and Lauren Hill. I mean, not Lauren. Erica Badu. Yeah, yeah, Erica Badu and Jill. Um, that one, I would say for me, it was just. It, it may not have been the most entertaining, like with all the jokes and all of that, but the vibe was one I wanted. Like I knew every song, you know, some of the verses. I'll be tapping out like I'm like shit. I ain't never heard this one. I ain't never. Where was I? You know, but that was the one. Where, like I literally watched the full three plus hours. Oh, and, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, it was very long. This, um, so I would say that one in terms of music, but um, there were some that were just honorable mentions. The Shanti and Keisha. I mean, that just that energy mm-hmm. was entertaining to try to figure out like what is going on. <laughs> right. You know, similar. You know, just that awkwardness. You know, where we the elephants in the room. Same with Brandy and Monica. Where it's like, okay, we they try and bless their hearts, man. But you know, like just that. They all felt like a family reunion, a cookout, the comments. Mm-hmm. Like, that to me was just as big as the, uh, you know, not to take away from the artists, right? their work. But, you know, it was that part brought me to verses, too, where it's like, this yeah. is cool. You know, I'm in here with Michelle Obama and Barack right now. We watch Exactly. This. I was you know? like, oh, this is different. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was a genius idea. I definitely for that. Yeah. 
if I was going like my favorite like music wise was definitely Monica and Brandy. Definitely, mm-hmm. that's they. That's my that's my era. That's where I grew up. Yeah. I had my popcorn and my wine. I was ready. <laughs> yes, the turn up. But the funniest ones to me was Bow Wow and uh, Soldier Boy. Yes, and then of course Jeezy and Gucci. Because I, I I just knew Gucci was he was finna, he was still mad. He was like, oh, yeah. this work. Really it was a few of them where it was about to be some real life shooting. It felt like I'm like, okay, I was praying over there. I'm like, Lord, let them all make it home safe. Oh, oh you, know, you said honorable mention. I got to mention Bobby and Keith Sweat. Oh. <laughs> he said, Sherlock. I said, oh, he, Keith is no more good. Listen, <laughs> our uncles was acting up. And that was awesome. Remember the police showed up for the yes. uh, for With, uh, Beanie and I can't think yes. of the man. If we didn't do nothing else, we was entertained thoroughly by verses over this oh corner. Gosh, like <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. So okay, let me up. ask you. If you ha- okay, we already seen the verses that we had thus far. If you could pick two people to battle in the verses, who would you want? Ooh, mm, this is good. I I, I want to see Missy Elliott. Yeah, I am like, who she go against? Maybe Pharrell, Missy and Pharrell. I mean, no, I don't need. You know what I mean? Like, it's because she could. I don't know nobody. Like the only other person that I know that is like dope like her is Tierra Whack. But I feel like she gets a lot of her influence from Missy. Yeah, that and yeah, she that ain't yeah. Man, I don't. I wouldn't like. I don't. And I don't know who you could go with. I mean, they just have to do Missy versus Missy at this point. That's probably the only way. Do her for like like if they're just doing producer versus producer, not just you know songs. Just producer. If they do producer versus producer, I think uh, Pharrell might be dope because Pharrell got some bangers. He do, and he, you know, he he sings. He does rap too. Yeah. He got features, but Missy's still probably gonna win. I mean, I don't, it's hard. I don't know because you like they they're both dope in their own right, but I feel like I think Pharrell might just get it on the men's side just because they want to be like you know go for the guy. Because I mean they both dope, but Missy got more of like the. For me, if I was gonna go hard for Missy, it's just it's just because she's a, a girl. <laughs> like I'm gonna go hard for her anyway because I love her music. But when it comes to like we battling, um, I got to ride with the ladies. I'm sorry. She <laughs> in the lane of her own, right? Definitely. So we are gonna move on. How did you stay motivated in the entertainment industry, especially during the quarantine time? Like, how did you maintain your normal? That's a great question. Um, I took advantage of a lot of like online, I don't want to call them support groups because that, that sounds a little deep, but, um, online, I would say collectives, um, everything from clubhouse to, um, I was doing like a, a daily, like writer's class where Mm. everybody was working on a solo artist show, you know, so we start off every morning with, uh, meditation and then just kind of have like a, a writing uh, prompt or sort of idea to get you in the mind of ideas for your one man or one woman show, one person show. Um, doing things like um, since I couldn't perform, I was taking advantage of my like using my Instagram to connect more with not just other 
collectives, but my supporters, you know, people that maybe, you know, throughout the last couple of years or so that I didn't really get that, you know? Yeah. You know, I didn't go to school with or family was like, okay, they got here somehow, you know, Mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's tap in with them. So I was doing a lot of Instagram lives, everything from Q and A's to, uh, like online, like performances. Like I was doing a virtual improv, uh, mm. mu- music improv show every Saturday night. Like, um, do you do those? Huh? Do you still do those? I need to bring it back. Um, well, yeah, bring it back. I'm, I'm here for bring it. I'm it back. Up. Yeah. I'm pulling up. I need to bring it back. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, what else? Like, there was just, uh, I was ordering equipment, you know, green screens, microphones, like certain things or, or even slowing down to like, I really hadn't had a chance to watch TV. So, you know, I'm like, okay, if I want to be on shows, I'm gonna have to watch some shows. You know what I mean? Like you, you gotta know what the stories are about now. Like how's the acting style change? How's the camera? Like certain things that um, I just hadn't, you know, I was just super laser focused on. Yeah you know, the grind that I, there were certain things around me that I would say the pandemic gave me time to slow down, focus on a little bit more, um, doing a ton of podcasts, you know, those sort of things that will live on forever, you know? Um, yeah. So just using the hell out of the virtual, virtual zoom shows, you know, um, so with the writing that you said, you said you did writing classes, is that something that you still offer? Well, I was a member of the class and it still is. Um, also, if you can find it on YouTube as well, the videos, it's the solo, I'm sorry, soaring solo artists. Okay. Um, and I highly recommend it. I'm actually going to pick back up, you know. Um, well, what are you starting your writing class, ma'am, since you do this? Right. Do this. Like, well, I mean, I'm not against you learning from anybody yeah. else. I mean, you know. Get you your class too. <laughs> yeah, I want to actually offer. I want to do a full on like stand up class that will cover everything from writing to the business sort of side mm-hmm. to the personal to you know the etiquette to the there's just you know certain things that I feel especially women could benefit mm-hmm. from. Um, I mean, I'm a woman, so that's probably gonna be most of my perspective, but I'm a black woman. Um, right. And it won't be limited to just black women, but I'm, I feel like that will probably be my biggest, you know, um, sort of pushing just from uh, experience. I've had a lot of okay. women uh, ask me, you know, for personals, one-on-ones, all these sort of things where I'm like, well, I do, you know, want to offer something that will, will fit exactly, you know, uh, right. have a full curriculum. Start huh. your email list and get it cracking. Yeah, there we go. Like, I'm going to have to get you, Michelle. Michelle going to be my, uh, you're going to end up being my TA. You're going to help me out. Hey, I, I'm, I'm with it. All right. Because we're going to, yeah, that's so funny. Like, that's that accountability right there. Because You know, I always ask women comedians, like, what is, because I know there's challenges just being a woman comedian. So, like, yeah. what are some of the challenges, or not even what are they, but how do you get through the challenges as being a uh, woman entrepreneur and, and comedian? Um, number one is just like always being solid, like as it, I think that's just beneficial to anybody in any field, no matter the gender, um, Mm -hmm. when you're solid, it's, it's a little, 
harder for people to knock you off, you know, like mm. people know, no, she's consistent. This is her energy. She's, you know, this is this person's energy. And what that does to it um, provides a safety for other people too, to where people kind of, they, they already know this is somebody who doesn't, you know, have ill will or, you know, they're not a hater. They're not a, you know, sort of thing where right. now, you actually have not just the respect for your craft. Like there are people who are funny, but people, you know, like, okay, they're an asshole though. Like they're great. I'm not going to book them because they're rude. They're, you know, like uh, Mm -hmm. those sort of things where I feel if you can show up in the most authentic way for yourself and other people, they'll pick up on it. And I think that offers a a bit of longevity um, in this Mm -hmm. industry. So you, it, it may not be an overnight thing for you. It may be a, cl- a climb. It may be a, a journey, you know, but um, along that journey, you'll you'll see the same people and they'll remember that about you too. Like, okay, this person has, they've never switched up. Um, one thing about this industry, the comedy industry is like uh, positioning, roles, all of those things always are changing. So mm-hmm. there may be somebody one day who, you know, maybe here in the next time, you know, they may need to come through you for the next opportunity. So, and vice versa, like there may be a time where, you know, I'm up here and I may Mm -hmm. have to go, you know, through here. So people are always going to remember number one, how you treat them, you know? Um, So that's one thing, but also protect your energy, you know, protect, you know, so it, it can be, it can be fun. I mean, think about it. We work in an industry where a off top, uh, very charming individuals versus mm-hmm. looks, personalities, you know, all of those sort of things where um, there will be a lot of, uh, a lot on the menu, <laughs> you know? So it's up to you to kind of figure out how to navigate through that. And like, <laughs> I would say like, if you are uh, hooking up with people, like make sure that it's somebody <laughs> Yeah, look out for you later, you know, too. That is, you know, kind of like I have heard sometimes it's hard for a woman in the industry because you know, men are gonna try you, and it's just like I'm here to work, I'm not here to do that. Yeah, it's (laughs) not to say you can't, you know, like because I know I do know some uh comedians who are in really beautiful relationships and they work, um, and uh, you know, so it's, it's all situational, um. You know, but yeah, it, it's a, it's a interesting. That is one thing I would say. Early on, I, I always wanted to make sure the relations I relationships I had were were rooted like in you know respect, okay. pure, purity, in the sense of like, you know, like sometimes it could just be like, yeah, we all want to have fun, but like, is it something that I'm gonna? possibly regret later or am I somebody who can live with every decision that I do make you know like do I want to experience a a shift in energy anytime I run into this person you go do I want to be worried if they're going to talk about me when I walk out the room right. you know and if they do are they going to talk well about me or you know what I mean so it's yeah, it's I, I, yeah. like not that it can't happen but you know the the old saying you don't shit where you work like Cause if I, I if I have to come to work and I got to worry about if you doing something that you got no business doing or you talking shit behind my back or whatever, like if I got to come to work fighting, I yeah, <laughs> change the morale. Right. Um, 
So yeah, use your discernment. You know, we talked about those those black girl magic superpowers earlier. You know, um, yeah, like it's you know, um, I would say those are some of the for women. Like just be be mindful of of the whole equation. So like always protect yourself. Whether it's you know you got another friend there with you, you got a big bro there with you. Um, for me, some of the things I've encountered. Is you know I haven't really encountered too much of like the unwanted touching and things. I have had some advances and things, but I've kind of always been able to pivot through that. Um, you just punch them. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like yeah, I can you know, um, but not. I do know a lot of friends who that has not been. You know, there's they have you know they unfortunately um, have been victims of that. But um, the other piece is like not getting the respect and money, like sort of thing. So there's been times where I've shown up to shows and it was like, I know for a fact, if I was a man, they wouldn't have tried to play this game with my money right. or my time or how they're talking to me. Or, you know, there's just certain times where, you know, somebody is testing you because of your gender. So yeah. those moments, like it's, it is good to have. And I do notice when I have a male with me present, mm-hmm. there's that issue has never come up. Like most of my, like I have female friends, but most of my friends are guys and they're like all brothers to me. So if I've ever yeah. had to be in a situation, I'm like, Hey, I need you to ride with me with something real quick. Um, you know, make sure you had a thing on you and we're going to mm-hmm. get money. <laughs> no, for real, for real. Yeah. We ain't got, we ain't got time to play. <laughs> Who is one of your entrepreneurs that you admire in the industry? A good one. Um, off top, I would say Steve Harvey, just watching how he took stand up and as a catalyst to build so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from radio to hosting television. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that, you know, that sort of thing where he he didn't he didn't get lazy, he didn't let up, you know, he started working harder once success hit. Like some people get comfortable for him. He has that Oprah vibe, like where it's just like, all right, they're not finna sit down. They just gonna keep working. Kevin Hart, you're not finna sit down. You know, they just gonna keep building and not only keep building, but bringing on other people and bringing on like nephew Tommy, uh, Ruben. Like I pay attention like to people who, when they end a position of power, they don't just feel like, oh, I I want to be the only one here. Like mm-hmm. they look out. They realize you know the importance of reaching back, grabbing, even if it's just one. Even if, you know, like some, unfortunately, we can't always do a big industry takeover like that. Sometimes we got to start where we can. Um, and that's just, you know, a note to, I would say to all of us, like, as we see our friends progress and stuff, like nobody owes us anything. Like, just trust that people going to, you know, look out for you when they can type of thing. Um, I would say Nate Jackson. Uh, he's a comedian that I started off. Full well, who Nate Jackson is. I've been trying to get him yeah. on the podcast, but for yeah. um, yeah, the boy's dope. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a dream come true to be a comedian owning your own comedy club. Like that is gonna that club in itself is gonna be, you know, when when a person is in it, they kind of think about things that somebody an outsider might not always think about. Like I know for a fact Nate's gonna always look out for his comics. He's not gonna take advantage of them like not to say that that happens everywhere but 
there are a lot of times where, you know, that, that can be a thing. The best, the best owners are the people that actually do the work. Cause you know how you have entrepreneurs that just have plenty of money. Like, okay, go buy me a Walmart, go buy me this. Yep. Or whatever, and we'll just let the money. But I'm like, if you have actually been there, you know how to treat your employees, you know how to better people. And, and you're, you're more inclined to have a long lasting business because you, you were once where they were. Yep. Like things where people won't think about like, no, that's too many hours, you know, or like, like you can tell somebody who was like, you, you, you don't, you don't be at the place. Like you don't be at your job. Cause you would know that's impossible. What you're asking of, you know? Um, yeah, I would say those two guys, um, Jamie Foxx, um, you know, similar to where he used his stand up to right. get, the acting to then get into, you know, production and also part of the putting other people on, you know, whether it was through his TV show, whether it was through um, Foxhole Radio, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and people like that who know the importance of like slapping on executive producer on your mm-hmm. friends who are coming up, like they, they need some help, you know, to get in the door. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, those are some of the entrepreneurs. Um, Tiffany Haddish, you know, seeing what she's doing with Netflix. They got they ready, she ready. Um, I yeah, love that. I love how she reached back yeah. in for some people. That was right. Great. And not just those who are younger. You know, sometimes people forget. Like, no, they're the people who started before us. Hello. Yeah. Like sometimes you know, Hollywood sleeps on them. So like, you got to wake, wake up the sleeping, you know, right. The giant, let them know, like, these are actually, you know, coming with something that like needed to happen. So, and just seeing just the, the shift in elevation that, you know, is happening in her life all around. It's just been beautiful right. to watch, to witness very well deserved. She, you know, yeah. yeah. But now what are some words of wisdom you would give any entrepreneur or entertainer? Don't stop. Don't quit. That's the only way to, you know, like only mm-hmm. you can cancel you from the race. You know, you decide when to tap out. Um, remember to celebrate the wins, the journeys. Um, remember that the success is in, in just doing what we are doing daily. Mm-hmm. Um, don't wait for that big thing. Know that the thing you are doing now is that big thing. Most people don't have the courage to follow a dream um, mm-hmm. and and keep following it, even when it's not going as intended or how you saw it. Like it's it's a it's a superpower in that too. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we're ready to get into some fun. Okay. With our first segment, which is kiss or diss. These are, I'm going to name some celebrity crushes. You're going to decide who you kissing, who you dissing. All right, kiss All or right. diss. Mm-hmm. Kiss or diss. This is actually a tough one because I grew up having the hugest crush on Mario. Okay. I'm talking about my notebook covered with magazine ripouts. Nostrils and all? Yeah, nostrils. You should let me love you, okay? Okay. <laughs> listen, I, listen. Love that boy so bad. I went to see him live at Club SeaWorld. You didn't even know SeaWorld had a club. No, I did not. Girl, yes. When I saw that man at, uh-huh. 
Okay. Now Usher though. Usher. Oof. Here, okay, here's what I'll do. I will kiss Mario to Usher's music. I think that's what I want to do. Okay, okay. All right. Can Next. I do that? You can do that. You can do that. Okay. You got a little entanglement going on. All right. right. Yeah. And, and Usher's somebody he kissed too many people. So I'm just going to say, well, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. All right. Trey Songs or Chris Brown? Who you kiss or who you dissing? Oh, these are some good ones. Damn it. Damn it. Now, see, the lover in me want to say Trey Songs, mm-hmm. but the toxicity in me wants to say Chris Brown. I'm toxic. I ain't going to, I'm toxic. It's Chris for me. Okay. Okay. Chris, you know what I mean? I like that. Ooh, I like that ref shit. <laughs> Neck tats. Anger issues. Okay. You want him to flip in that pussy. That's what you want him to do. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, I already know. He gonna listen. He gonna take me down. Okay. Listen. (laughs) All right. Last but not least, Forrest Whitaker or Jimmy J.J. Walker? Who you kissing, who you dissing? Oh, see, you playing now. (laughs) You said Forrest Whitaker Uh or Jimmy J.J. Good times? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I have to pick? Yes. <sighs> Not that face. I'm going to have to, I guess I'm going to have to kiss Jimmy JJ. I mean. Okay. Because, I, I, I mean, here's the thing. If I'm going to go there, I'm going to go there. Like, I got, I got a Forrest Whitaker eye. I don't know if you've seen it. You'll see. I got one, though. <laughs> Left eye, that's me, Okay. Okay. So I think we here because I got one. <laughs> see, that's too many bad eyes. The world will go blind. Okay. Too many bad eyes, really? That's too many. too many. We look suspicious. That's too. <laughs> you know, like who who can we trust? Okay. <laughs> There's nobody. Now, Jimmy, the thing about him, Kato mm-hmm. Mate, he. It's he got the nice lips though. He got some soup kill uh soup. I said soup killers. He got <laughs> some soup coolers. Mm-hmm. So it may be a good kiss. He may be a good smoocher. He's mm. well. I didn't say where they had to kiss you. I you could have said they can kiss my ass. I mean, because <laughs> look, Jimmy got them bangs on it. He got that thing. Oh God! Forrest Whitaker is giving me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They both mm-hmm. <laughs> out of my league. Well, we are moving on to DAQs. That stands for dumbass questions. Just want some random questions I want answers to. All right. Would you rather uncontrollably bark at random moments or randomly cuss hard in church every time it got quiet? Like big cuss words, F bombs, and you know. <laughs> As long as I don't go to hell for it, I would I would do the cussing. That just sound more fun. Okay. <laughs> I just think that might make church even more turned up. It might be more, you know what I mean? If it's quiet, that means the church going to sleep. So maybe I'm helping the pastor out by waking the congregation back up. Right, right. So what would be your like your first like big cuss word you're gonna <laughs> gonna drop in the middle of the silence? Oh, I'm going I'm going hard. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> 
You know what I mean? I'm hit him with that. Fuck <laughs> you up there, preacher, Reverend. <laughs> Pastor spitting that good shit, right? Yeah. No, for real. I this why I I don't like to go to church too early, like when they still singing, because sometimes they be singing so good. And I always be imagining being like, sing bitch. Like it's been so many <laughs> times where I've like almost I'd be like, you can't say that. Right, right. You cannot say that. But like, why not? God know my heart. Right. <laughs> or, or or in the pastor preacher, I'll be like, real shit, real shit. I'm like, you can't mm-hmm. say that. <laughs> this is why I be watching church from online, even before the pandemic. Maybe I'm bedside every day, okay? I'm online with it. <laughs> what is the least sexiest name you've ever heard? Ooh. I do not like the name Montoya. Mm. I don't like Montoya. I don't like... It's a few names. I'm just like, why is that your name? Mm-hmm. Um, it's one that I've been hearing recently. It's, it just the other day it came to me. I was like, I do not like that name. It's like an older name. I can't think of it. Uh, Earl? <laughs> what did you say? Earl? Nope. It's like... Mm. What is the name? It's not coming to me right now, but Montoya for sure. I do not like it. Um, I don't really like Gerald. I don't think that's a good name. Um, Leroy. <laughs> Leroy, not that good, you know? Leroy, uh, depending on the age, you know, certain... Shit, I'll let slide depending on your age. But if you under like 50 in your name, Leroy, or under 40, I'm like, ah, I don't know about that, you know? The, I think the worst name I've ever heard in life, I knew a nigga named Polaris. I'm like, who and why? Polaris. Polaris. Isn't the name of like an airline or some shit? I don't know what the hell it is. I think it's supposed to be like some kind of like, I don't know, whatever it yeah. is, it's stupid. It's doing too much. It's when the parents trying to be different, right, right, and it's just not. Yeah, your mama's stupid. So, <laughs> all right, we are moving on. If you could body slam and see walk on someone's face from your past with no consequences, who would it be? From my past, it would be my uh, seventh grade uh, history teacher. Okay. Yeah, two reasons. Um, the first was that uh, one time he fed us some jerky, like he's an ex-Marine or whatever. He, and after he ate it, he was like, how did y'all like that moose? Hey. He fed us moose. I thought, okay, you just come on. Can't trust you, bro. That's weird. You laughing. You're sadistic, bro. You're sick. <laughs> the next thing was... Black History Month, okay, it's February, and I'm like, excuse me, okay, we've been learning about the Cold War, the U.S. War, all these wars, World War One, Two, Three. like, can we, you know, we learning about all this U.S. history, but, like, it's February, have we learned anything about Black history? Like, I just want to know. In my little seventh grade mind, can I just know? And he told me, well, if you want to learn about Black history, you need to do that on your own. So... I remember being in homeroom looking up Black history stuff 
And my homeroom teacher, shout out to Miss Linda Logan, black woman. She was like, oh, that's interesting. What are you looking at me now? Like Booker T. Washington, so much. She's like, what class is that for? I was like, oh, it's for my own research. My own research. She thought she was impressed. I was like, no. Like, I, I told her the story, you know, and she was like, what? You know? Mm-hmm. They obviously had a conversation, and I just remember that next day we were learning about Black history in that class. So, what? Yeah. Hey, you made some things shake up in that day. But I'll still see walk on that ass. <laughs> <laughs> like gang gang nigga gang gang all right if you had to lose a sense or a limb for the rest of your life what would you choose if i had to lose a a what sense like hearing sight smell or you would have to lose a limb which one would you choose losing the sense or the limb you can choose any sense or you can choose any limb it don't have to be a specific one mm. I'm probably going to go with lose a sense. Okay. Because, too, when you lose a sense, usually the other ones get more and higher than anyway. So, really, a loss is a win. This... Okay. And I would go with losing my sense of probably smell. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some smells I would never want to smell again. This is true. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> Pandemic breath. What's pandemic mouth? Mask mouth. (laughs) Come on. Okay. (laughs) We are moving on to opera that thing out. This has been a fan favorite. So what you're doing, you're picking any song that you know at least one full verse to. It could be rap, it could be R&B, hip hop, whatever you choose. But you have to sing in your best opera voice. Okay. I mean, since we were... Talking about Snoop Dogg earlier. Why not? Okay. I don't understand it. 
I don't understand adults who lie. Children, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Teens, yes. Adults, no. Mm-hmm. I feel like kids, I get it. You're afraid you're going to get a whooping. You're afraid of... But what do you have to be an adult lying to another adult that is not the police? I don't understand. Facts. And people be lying for no reason. Okay. That really grinds my boss. All day. Mm-hmm. We are moving on to a new segment alert. New segment alert. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we got. <laughs> Bitch gonna tell me. <clears throat> so what is something random that a bitch gonna tell you? This real way? <laughs> no. Like a true thing or just? No, just what's, what's bitch gonna tell me and whatever your punchline is. All right. Bitch gonna tell me it's $4.99 extra for guacamole. Well, but uh, bitch, don't tell me. Fat me ain't greasy. Mm. <laughs> bitch, don't tell me. Fish don't fry in the kitchen. Beans don't burn on the grill. Mm, mm, mm. Bitch, don't tell me glitter ain't gold. <laughs> bitch, don't tell me it ain't over to the fat lady saying. <laughs> Bitch gonna tell me I was that fat lady. Mm. <laughs> Bitch gonna tell me baby got back. All right, you won that one. You won that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. We are moving on to last but not least is Sing a Do. Sing a Do is our music game that me and my homeboy DJ All Star created over the quarantine. So we have. Several different categories. We got hip hop, R&B, greatest hits, pop billboard hits, country rock, singer do favorites, old school TV themes, and party dance hits. So what I'm doing is I'm singing the melody of the song that's listed on the card, but I can only use the word do. And then you have to guess what I'm singing. And then I'm going to let you do a couple. So I'm going to do R&B and hip hop because that's what I know. (laughs) That's that's me too. That's in my pocket. All right. You ready? Yeah. Do, 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 do. Dang, that's not a good one to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think how that one goes. Um, uh, that's how it goes, but I don't know if you're gonna be able to get it off of that. Do 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 do. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I know that. Buddha. There we go. Okay, okay. All right, next one. Um, do 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 do. Uh, before you walk out of my life, my come on now. Let's go. All right, all right. Let me see. Uh, you're always on my mind. Hey, you better be my next singer. Come on now. You better do that thing. Okay. All right. All right. Your turn, ma'am. I'm all right. Card up, and then you just tell me which one you pick. And then, well, don't tell me what it is. But once you got it, just tell me, and I'll put the card down. And I'll guess. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, wait. Hold on. If you don't know it, I can switch to another card. Hold on, I'm trying to. So. 
Okay. Put it a little closer to the screen for me. And then pull it up just a little. All right, this is a TV show. Okay. All right. Huh? Just your sister? Uh-uh, but close. Very close. Oh, smart guy. Yep. Last one. Oh, flip it up. Flip it the other way. Oh. Let me see. Uh, pull it up just a little bit. All right. Old school. Okay. Um, um, you and I were yeah. made. Uh, what is the name of the song? I'll be there. There we go. That is how you play Singadoo. So if you are interested in the game, you can get Singadoo.com. And for those that don't know, we have Singadoo, the game show pilot. We're getting ready to film pretty soon. So you need to get on here and get these Singadoo games so you can get a part of the game. Get in these Singadoo streets and join the Singadoo crew. (laughs) So... That has been another episode of Candid Kisses TV. I'm your Michelle C. We drop every Monday, Thursday, and every other Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And thank you so much, Jeanne. Now, you know I'm going to have to ask you before you get up out of here. I mean, like, don't you want to, like, sing, like, a little bit, like, just a little note, like, one one little note? Okay. Um, I got you. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. What's a good one? All right. Just a little Lauren Hill. How about that? Okay. I'm here for it. It could all be so simple, but you'd rather make it hard. Loving you is like a battle, and we both end up with scars. Tell me who I have to be. merchandise that you are selling or you want people to know about like your uh new uh, um acting class or writing class that you yes. get ready to pull up and do because i have said so listen sensitively <laughs> stay tuned for you know the comedy gems virtual workshop comedy workshop for all of you aspiring stand-up comedians where we will offer some of the tools and tips of the trade where we will have special guests some of your favorite comedians stopping by dropping knowledge you know dropping the gems at 
the comedy gym school of you know well you know we got it we gonna work it out michelle c y'all i got some projects coming out stay tuned for the digital series card therapy um we are we just got admitted to a festival uh and in that episode i have a song that i composed on there too uh so yeah we out here down below you know dibbling and dabbling um Stay tuned for the horror film Children of the Sun, starring yours truly and the legendary Glenn Plummer, a.k.a. OG Bobby Johnson. Um, If you're here in Los Angeles, please come check out my live show. I have a residency at the Loop at the sorry, I have a residency at the Legacy Lounge, which is the first black female owned hookah lounge here in Los Angeles. Um, check out our show. It's bi-monthly, the second and fourth Thursdays of the month, Laughs at Legacy Lounge. We kick it off with an open mic, so if you want to come get down on that or stick around for our main show, which features some of the nation's rising and legendary comedy all-stars, uh, check me out on All Deaf Digital, All Deaf Cannabis, All Deaf Women, we got some great things going on all over. But yeah. And follow me on YouTube. Help me build my channel. <laughs> there you go. That's it. And <clears throat> we don't know when it's going to air. Well, I don't know when it's going to air. But, you know, yeah. you can check me and her out on our latest comedy bars. We acted a plum damn fool. Yes, we did. <laughs> we really did. That was, to me, yeah, one of the best comedy bars debuts ever. Like, you came... You came out the park swinging like they, y'all are in for a treat. Michelle C brings brings a hilarious character to the mix. I got a character that's a damn fool too. She up in there, but y'all stay tuned. All right. Well, that has been another episode, so we will see you next time. Guess what? Singer Dude the Game Show is coming. Hosted by comedian Tyler Chronicles from More Than Culture Podcast and V103. Do you want the opportunity for your brand to be introduced to 25,000 supporters on social media? If so, sponsorship opportunities are available. This is your chance for your brand to be featured on the hot new game show Singer Dude, More Than Culture Podcast as well as Candid Kisses TV Podcast. Contact CandidKissesTV at gmail.com for sponsorship opportunities. Deadline for sponsorship is October 30th, so act fast. Sing a dude. Sing a dude. Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do it like this? Can you do it real quick? Go get it. Candid Kisses TV is brought to you by Kissable Lips Cosmetics. You can be kissed without kissable lips. Shop kissablelipscosmetics.com today for all your beauty needs. Guess what? Candid Kisses TV has merch. That's right. You can find it at artistperiod.com. We have everything you need. We have hoodies. We have coffee mugs. We even have throw pillows and beach towels for the summer. (laughs) Get it right. Keep it tight. Listen, everything you need to get your drip right, artistperiod.com has it for you. That's A-R-T-I-S-T-P-E-R-I-O-D.com. Get your drip right with artistperiod.com and Candid Kisses TV. Make sure you get it today.